The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Welcome to Foundational Missions Leadership Moment. Join your host, Scott McClelland of FX Mission, as he deep dives into the lives of leaders to glean secrets that will propel today's leaders to new heights. Here's Scott. You may not be familiar with maybe some of the terminology that is common to you and I, you and I know what deeper life means to us, and it means something, of course. But what does deeper life mean in a couple of sentences to the person who hasn't heard that term? In a couple of sentences. There's your challenge. Your, your challenge for the day. Oh, Gary, yeah. can you do it? Gary? Can I do it? I don't know. I, <laughs> um, it's going beyond the pale of cerebral Christianity. How's that? It takes you okay, beyond going the pale. Beyond the pale. Okay of cerebral Christianity, facts and figures to living boots on the ground, reality, life with the person of Father, the person of Jesus, and the person of Holy Spirit. And there's, of course, much more that could be said about that. But you said a sentence. Mm. I already violated that. So <laughs> that's I, I gave you two. I gave you two. That's All fine. Right. <laughs> yeah, just trying to get people an on-ramp to the subject. I don't want us to miss the opportunity to introduce some folks, even though our time is limited and this venue is not, it's less than face to face, but the deeper life concept is one in our times, I would say is a little bit out of vogue. And of course, you know, there are people throughout history in the Christian life that stand out like mountain peaks yes. from the landscape of, of Christianity who had a deep and meaningful experience, uh, a deeper life kind of experience that they, that they personally enjoyed and that they encouraged other people to Wade Taylor was one of those people. Yes, he was. Yes, he was emphatically. Mm. So yes, yeah. there was something more to be yeah. had. And I guess in, in everyday Christianity, we're, we're not really instructed We're again, we remain more cerebral. And that is to say, we remain more in facts and figures, dates and names and places, and we get those memorized or the books of the Bible memorized or various things without really realizing that there is much more to the person of the Father, person of Jesus and Holy Spirit. So we don't realize, we're just not really instructed that way, generally yes. speaking. Mm. Uh, we're not yeah. really instructed that there is much more to the Christian faith and life in knowing Father. You know, the Scripture says we're to know Him mm. even as we are known. Gosh, how well does He know us? Mm. And we're to know Him the same way? That's just, that's amazing that He wow. has a heart's desire to share Himself with us on a much deeper level. To, to know the wonderful counsel and mysteries of the Father and His person is completely different than the facts and figures that are most generally purported. And I say that sympathetically. We've not, we've 
that's the way we've been all taught. That's the way the general Christendom has been. And so when you say these mountain mm -hmm. peak folk that have come on over the centuries and over the last two millennia, they were able to go someplace much deeper and broaden their horizon because they discovered this wonderful uncharted territory generally and stepped into it and found out some mm -hmm. wonderful, beautiful things in their relationship. Yeah. They, they often got called the mystics because they were mysterious. <laughs> they just moved in different yeah, places. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I really truly believe mm -hmm. that if people knew that they could have a relationship, I know this is difficult for some people, but face-to-face -face relationship yeah, yeah. with Christ, mm -hmm. you would not have backsliders like we see today. Yeah. It, they yeah. really, mm -hmm. truly yeah. would not because they have this friend that sticks closer than a brother. For real. For real. <laughs> and I really, if they knew the reality of that relationship, it, it would change their life. It, it would change the world, truly. Absolutely. I, I think about uh, the word, I had made a few notes here about the, the mystical element of Christianity, which in a lot of disciplines of the faith has been, you know, maybe completely lost. Uh, as you mentioned, the cerebral Christianity, mm -hmm. not everything that's been done that wants to be called mystical is good. And I think, no. you know, that's also true when it comes to doctrinal, right? Yes. I mean, oh, it's not—we've uh, yes. all made mistakes. And just because maybe people have had an experience with a mystical element of Christianity that wasn't pleasant doesn't mean that there's something of substance that should be avoided or lost. That, to me, is really important to emphasize. I think about, I don't know, I can't say the guy's full name, and I, my French accent is going to be giggled at by anyone who speaks <laughs> French, but Fenelon was one of the guys that I read in years past who had something incredible from the mystical side of the house. You know, of course, there, there are, there's a, a wonderful history of people who who have had deeper experiences. Madame Gaillon, for one, yes. another I, French I, I person. Yeah, she, yeah, she's, I think her and Fenelon were actually friends, but there's a rich history of mysticism, Christian mysticism, and I'm not Christian. talking about something spooky. That, right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's and, right. Yeah, yeah, that much of the church doesn't know anything about, and some of their stories have been not passed on well. But anytime you come in touch with the writings, you know, one of my guys from the mid-centuries, I'm trying to think, Thomas Akempis, you know, uh, the, yeah. these, these kinds of people, they just stand out from history with so much to offer us in our shallow mm. times. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. So if you yeah. want to go deeper, you got to turn loose to something to, to be able to do that. You know, you, you can't hang on to something and just kind of stick your foot in the water because the water is wet. That's guaranteed. So if you want to get in there, you're going to have to turn loose of something to do that. Mm -hmm. And as you said, you don't throw caution to the wind in a way that is inappropriate or anything like that at all. When you use, when we all use the term mysticism, people kind of go, oh, be careful. It's had a bad rap, quite frankly, and what it was meant or intended to be was simply this. There's more to knowing the Lord than what our present measure is. 
there is more. And for many, it is uncharted territory. It's something completely new or very uh, newly expressed, perhaps, to them. So if the word mystic or mysticism is off-putting to them, it's like, just know him, okay? Know him. And you will find out that the mysteries that the Scripture talks about of the kingdom and of his person will become so real to you, it'll change you, as Tracy said, for ever. It's just, it, uh, you're undone. It's like, I can't go back. I, there's nothing to go back to. This <laughs> this marvelous journey of of knowing him and expressing that is tremendous. Mm. I, I don't know how much time we have. I'd mm. like to I'd like to kind of throw something in here that maybe can sure. help with the distinction. And that is when Tracy yeah, and I we got about five minutes. Oh, okay. I'll try it. I'll try. <laughs> it's I think Tracy's over there saying it's never gonna happen. <laughs> I, I, I've been around you. <laughs> that kind of plays into what I'm gonna say here. So when when she Please I, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. When she and I first met, I had already been told some things about her by a mutual friend who introduced us. And when I first met her, I continued in that journey of learning new things about her. Facts, figures, dates, names, places, family members, all these different things that in your early stages of getting to know someone, part and lot of it. But when we finally came to that place in engagement and then we became married, in our marital life, as in anyone's reality of marital life, you really get to know the person beyond the facts, figures, names, dates, and places. You live with them 24 7. Mm-hmm. You see things that nobody else sees. You hear things that nobody else hears, and you're blessed by that. And you, you, that's what intimacy is really all about is knowing someone on that firsthand experiential basis. One of the Greek words that we really love is epignosis, and it generally means to have firsthand knowledge or experiential knowledge. So it's not living vicariously Mm -hmm. through my friend or somebody else. I had firsthand experiential knowledge, and the beauty of it is this, and Wade really imparted this in a tremendous way, is that you never come to the end of growing in that knowledge. You don't arrive. There's no such thing as arrive. There's things that Tracy and I experience about each other. We go, well, I never knew that. Well, because we're changing. <laughs> we're changing. So right. it's, it's a delight to change together, to learn and grow and know together. Same thing in our walk with the Lord. I may know initial facts and figures and Bible stories and what have you, but there is something to be had beyond that in firsthand intimate knowledge of him, to know his heart, to know his mind, to know what's, what is concerning him or what he wants to impart to us. He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. What is that? What does that look like? And so growing up into him in all things, that is part and lot because it is him that we're growing up into in all things. And so intimacy, this whole idea, this whole concept, and uh, coupled with the mysticism or the mystery of knowing him, is really just spending time with him throughout the rest of your life. So Wade Taylor, at the very end there, I spoke to him about a week before he passed. And one of the things that Mm -hmm. we would always come away with is he always acted in some respects like a child in his knowledge of the Father, in that with all the wonderful things that he knew, with all the information he had, he still did not know enough. It was like he just met him almost. Mm-hmm. It was always growing yeah. and knowing. And that was that he imparted that to yeah. us and, and to so many others. Absolutely. 
I, I think he that was something he carried. And I, I think that was he was seeing things as they are, you know, yeah. yes. that that is, you know, the absence of deception is seeing things as they are. And the idea that we can continue to grow in our relationship with the Lord day over day and deeply and 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 and, and discover depths we never knew existed yes. day over day. I mean, there is no end to the mystery of knowing him, but there is you get established at different levels, obviously. Yeah, and you yeah. get you own some space that you've experienced with God, but there's yeah. more. And I think that because we don't have that in view, or it, this is not something that's emphasized regularly, maybe in our space, that we become interested in shiny things, you know, <laughs> other other <laughs> other things capture yeah, our attention yeah, yeah, in life. Yeah. I've got one last question for you, and I'd like to hear both you guys on this, but uh, it's might require a little bit of reflection, so you guys can take turns on this if you'd like, and then we'll close it up. And I'd like to just get your, if Wade was with us today, based on what you know of him and, and how you knew him, if he had a, a brief admonishment for us or some, a brief encouragement that you think he would share in a, in a broad sense, obviously, that, because there's a lot of different experience levels and people who are going to hear this, what would Wade say from your perspective, Tracy, and also, you know, Gary, please let me know because I think you think what's going to come to mind for each of you would be different, but I think it would both be valuable. So what do you feel like? And hopefully I'm not staging the question up in, in too weird of a way. I'm not trying to make it weird. Just curious about what comes to mind in terms of our context and what you would feel like Wade would encourage us to toward. Yeah. He, he always encouraged a deeper relationship in the Lord from that everything else comes. One of his grievances, he, he was grieved, and I hope this is okay to share, but at the last of his life, he was grieved over the body of Christ and her lack of interest, her, her lack of devotion to him in a personal, deep way. That was very grieving to him. And so, you know, to simply put it, you know, he, he spoke to us you know, about how few really desire that. So I would say he would admonish, he would encourage the body of Christ mm-hmm. to have a relationship. Now, people, that, that seems so... It's beyond the handshake relationship, yeah, it, so to speak. It, beautiful, yes, right. yes. It really goes beyond that. From elementary teachings, the false comfort that the church has fallen into... Uh, there is a, a false comfort of going to church on Sunday or not going to church and just listening to our, our you know, favorite Deal. teachings or, you know, Facebook, you know, different mm-hmm. things. And, uh, you know, wow, there's just so much more. He would say that there's so mm. much more. So, so I think, much more. So I think the general ad- admonition to everybody would be know the Father's heart. Because to the extent that you know his heart, you become like him and you exhibit that father's heart to everybody, to the young, to the middle-aged, as it were, to the advanced in age and years. 
in a precious and endearing way. He never came to the end of his knowledge of him. He was always excited what every day would bring. He listened to everyone with a father's heart to hear. That was a tremendous encouragement. I would say then that he would say, stay hungry. Fan the flames of hunger and desire continually for the rest of your life. And no matter where you're at in your Christian faith, life and walk, Mm -hmm. you could be uh, just born again or have been walking with the Lord 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever years. And he would still say the same thing. Do not ever Mm. come to the end of your hunger to know him in a greater, deeper and more intimate way. Fan those flames. Mm. And Tracy mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, the apathy in the church. I think it's because unaware that they could go mm-hmm. further beyond that handshake experience. Hi, Lord, I met you. You're my savior. Now what? Well, there's a lot of now what? And he would say, please come up higher in your understanding because Father's ways are higher. Mm-hmm. His thoughts are higher than our ways. Mm-hmm. Set our minds and affections on those things that are above. And he would encourage us to do all those things for yes. sure. Yes. Wow. Wow. What an encouragement. You guys, I'm just, I'm feeling the fan come onto the flame here as you're talking. So that's wonderful. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Obviously, we could, we could, the conversation could continue on. And I appreciate very much you guys and your willingness to be here. I'm so thankful for the life of Wade Taylor. For those of you yeah. who didn't have the chance to meet him, I'll backlink in the, in the show notes as to where you can find more information about his ministry. And I think you'll be impacted afresh. Yes. The man was, you know, he was experiencing eternal life while he I'm was yet time. with us yeah. in the body. And I, <laughs> yes. And that's what he imparted. So, so thankful for his life. Very, very thankful to get a chance to talk to you guys who knew him well about it. And I'll uh, also backlink in the uh, show notes to you guys and to your ministry website case folks want to reach out to you do very much appreciate you being here and i'm thankful you know there's so much to know and there it's a person you know it's not a body of knowledge as you're saying it's a living dynamic so yes lord help us to to accept the invitation to know you in the ways that you can be known in this life that's our that's our prayer lord thank you very much gary and tracy Carson, thank you, of, you. Uh, so very much. Yeah. Blessings to you. If you'd like to reach out to me, I'm Scott McClellan, and this is your FX Missions Leadership Moment. Find out more at fxmissions.com. Thank you for joining Scott with today's Leadership Moment. We hope you've apprehended an inspirational nugget or two that, when activated in your own life, will be imparted into those you lead. You may contact Scott at scott at fxmissions.com. Visit fxmissions.com to learn more about how you can grow your own leadership and engage in missions. Until next time, good day, everyone.